Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. So it's lovely to have Wendy back with us in studio for a very seasonally appropriate topic about holiday accommodation uh, that didn't quite live up to expectations. We've got a couple of existing listener complaints, and I'm sure we'll hear from some of you who found things weren't quite as you hoped they would be when you arrived at your your destination. Before we do any of that, though, Wendy, well, firstly, welcome. Lovely Thank to have you, you with us. Thank you, and ditto. Love <laughs> to see you again. Glad to be back. Um, you were listening to Car Talk on the way yes, in, and you wanted to add, beloved add Ernest. Uh, a comment to what yes. Ernest was saying in that conversation about the student car market. Yes, um, I've reported a lot of, in recent years about car safety, yep. the global NCAP crash testing, many of our models, a lot of them entry-level models in a facility in Munich, um, and some of the cheaper ones getting um, not such great ratings at all. Yeah. And the point I wanted to make was that Ernest mentioned safety, electro- electronic stability control, yeah. you, which prevents many an accidents. The biggest safety feature since seat seat belts yeah. doesn't replace seat belts. That's your primary one, but but ESP is the next. And in, in overseas markets, it's first world markets, you cannot sell any car without, without it. it. Yeah, and. Um, the AA has been on record as saying the most important thing we'd like to see happen is consumers pay more attention to safety, um, and specifically ESP and not just infotainment and, and all the rest and what the cars look like. Um, and I do know, I've written about this in the past, I couldn't in the short time available find my stories, but I know that I have commended um, two cars in entry-level segments, and we're talking specifically um, people who are looking to buy these cars secondhand for yep. their youngsters, is the Renault Sendero has, has this um, stability control feature and so does the VW up so if you're comparing cars in that segment and I would say that you know with young drivers not much experience um, these features are even more important um, and not the maturity that some of us have (laughs) behind the wheel Um, bear that in mind and ask um, that specific question about ESP um, and base your decisions very strongly on which do and which don't. In other words, wa- that should carry um, a lot of weight. A lot of weight, exactly the word I was going to use. Yeah. Thank you, Wendy. Okay, so the Renault Sandero and the VW Up, that's great. And actually somebody had WhatsApped just at the end of that conversation to say how much they're enjoying driving a Renault Sandero. So thank you for that uh, contribution. Okay, We'll put aside the cars, but thank you for that, Wendy, just to add to the overall picture we're creating here. Uh, What we do want to talk about today is the subject of holiday accommodation and things that didn't quite live up to people's expectations. Now, Wendy, we've had the conversations before about things that were radically different, like, you know, advertised as having a a sea view when they were actually six blocks back from the ocean and that kind of thing. We're talking today about slightly smaller things, but that do add up to your sort of sense of expectation and sense of letdown when you arrive at the property. Yeah, so, it's so it's different categories. Yeah. Those ones that are completely misrepresented, the pools Fraudulent, not, not filled or it's yeah. green or whatever, yeah. the sea view that wasn't, um, to your dirty, smelly, kind of saggy mattressy kind of. And then you've got those that are, you know, decently appointed, no biggie, but they're little mean things, little things that demonstrate the host's extreme consumer unfriendliness. Mm. And I have to admit that this example is very close to home. 
Um, in short, my partner made a booking for self-catering accommodation for our moms for Fahav Nights in Pringle Bay yep. with chicken shortly after Christmas. We were incidentally staying nearby with friends in a home that was their home, but they couldn't accommodate the Everybody, extended yeah. family. Right. So the moms arrived to find the place clean and modestly furnished. Furnished. It, it was um, a good prize for... You know, we weren't, they weren't expecting anything lavish. Um, uh, but... Most noticeably, there were no bath towels. Now, we're not talking about beach towels, which often places do provide as a service, but we're talking about bath towel, which one I would wouldn't expect essential. to take. And the listing actually said um, bath towel, so that I probably, even me, wouldn't probably think before the story to look to, sp- to see if there was specifically bath towels you because you would, it would be expect yeah. it. And, and interestingly, even the SA Tourism Grading Council's one-star safety, sorry, self-catering, uh, requirements include bath towels. So if you want to know what is considered acceptable, the SA Grading Council's website tells you for all category of things, from caravan parks up to five-star hotels, what the requirements are for one, two, three, four, and five. It's a voluntary thing, yeah. but it's a very good um, indicator of indicator what is reasonable word, to expect. What yeah. you should expect, yeah. yeah. So anyway, on top of the, the, the lack of bath towels, and uh, we had to go and buy them a set at the local gift shop because where we were staying was full up and no extras um, there were the mean touches and this is what I, I'm hoping we're going to get some feedback from our listeners about so they had a single toilet roll for the two of them for five no, nights no come on no they had this is my best they had been provided with half a bar of soap between them for their stay I'm talking about a luxe bar and the smaller one cut in half not one half for the basin and one half for the bath there wasn't a shower just one half, it just cut in half. one half. I've, I've actually tweeted a photograph in case have you, you think Wendy is making this up. I have tweeted the photograph at Cape Talk. So for uh, me, if ever there was an indication of a host's approach to their guests, that would be it. The small bar of Lux cut in half. Um, and then the other thing which uh, I thought was strange and um, I was un- unable to get a response from from the platform, the accommodation platform about this, and that was um, there is no municipal refuse collection service in in Pringle Bay. It's a small village, and that's quite common. And so residents take their refuse, and there's a little lot, uh, what we used to call a dump, but it's Mm -hmm. very small, um, and it's managed, and you drop your bag off there. Yourself, okay. Uh, Yourself, and the um, host said that they must do that. Two old ladies must go and dispose of their own waste at the, the, that site. And at the end of the stay, she magnanimously said, well, you've created such a little bit that I will do it for you. But I sort of said to the venue, also your own waste removal is not something that you would expect. From a rental of property. From a rental yeah. property. Yeah. Okay, so the re- uh, we left it. We got on with it. I don't like to be in work mode when I'm on holiday. <laughs> on holiday. Totally I wasn't going to yeah. do the Wendy Nola thing. I just think we bought them the towels and, you know, we left it at that. We were lucky to find the place because when we were trying to book, there was just nothing available. And so we just left it. I was on holiday. But then the moms checked out and my mother said she, the host specifically said to her, Are you, were you happy with everything? And she still, no, she's not going to say something now. So she started off with the single toilet roll. She was going to move on to the towels or whatever. And I'm like, you should have started with the bath towel. Anyway, <laughs> she said, she mentioned there was only one toilet roll. I think it was a two-ply, to be honest, but there was just the one. So the host said, shut her down completely and said, well, it is self-catering. That's what self-catering is. And I was like, no. 
Um, catering means food. Catering. I said on that on that explanation, they should consider themselves lucky that they didn't arrive to find just a, a flat sh- a, a a fitted sheet or mattress. nothing. Yeah. It's completely yeah. stripped. So. Anyway, oh, the other thing that, that I mean, that, that the two old dears like to have boiled eggs, right? And there was just this massive pot, one huge pot for it, catering for, you know, eight to ten people. So they, every day they boil these two little eggs in this massive <laughs> pot. And it's, again, <laughs> again, the means of it, a little, you know, it sleeps to, you you know, have a small pot. Have something that's... Just, just we're not asking, you know. Anyway, so so the, the question to me, I mean, really, when it comes down to what would a person, what would a reasonable person expect to find on arrival, given what they'd been told to expect and given what they were paying, etc. You know, as you said, it's one thing if something was promised and not provided. That's straightforward dishonest. Like okay. the bath. Like bath the bath towels. towels. Okay. Yes. But obviously you can make an argument. Assumptions, was there enough toilet paper? Is one person's enough soap for a week different from another person's? I've had the experience of arriving at a six-sleeper accommodation to find only five forks, for example. Oh, Things I've, like I that, have you know. Two, which is annoying. It's an annoyance, but, you know, some of them you let slide, some of them you, like, actually know. Does anybody provide – so you've mentioned the Tourism Grading Council, but does anybody actually provide guidance to hosts on, on what is the bare well, minimum you should be providing? to my mind, I think the platforms, the online platforms, the accommodation listing platforms should do that. Okay. Um, and that's the question I asked of the one in this case, which was SA Venues. I said, you know, do you provide your, your host with guidelines on what they should provide for their guests? And obviously a good place to get that guideline in this country is the SA Tourism Grading Council. There is yeah. no other um, body that's doing that. Um, I said, uh, were you aware that this establishment requires their guests to bring their own bath towels? Um, and is it standard practice in villages without a municipal refuse collection to expect guests to dispose of their own waste? Um, I got a response just this morning, in fact, from yep. Tanya Jacobs, who's SA Venue's booking manager. She said, thanks for bringing this to our attention. I've reached out to the host and advised her that her advert states that tiles would be provided. We're talking bath tiles here, remember, not, yep. not beach tiles. Um, this was originally her policy, but she's since changed that offering but neglected to inform us. I mean, why would us do that? You've presumably had the bath tiles to start with. Maybe guests stole them and Maybe, she decided it wasn't worth replacing them. Okay. Um, Let's, well, we, we can only guess. Um, she neglected to inform us of this and indeed had not updated that specific facility or lack thereof on numerous other online booking portals and even her own website. We will update this immediately to prevent future issues. But this doesn't address your experience. She informed us that your guests made her aware of the missing expected tiles and that she offered to, to, to provide them, but was told by your guests that they would get tiles from friends who were in Pringle at the time and she therefore didn't take further steps to recognise. I haven't checked out with my mother. To, to be honest, but I can't imagine why they wouldn't have said, yes, please bring us the towels if yeah. she'd said that. Um, SA Venues continues, all properties provide different amenities depending on the standard of the accommodation and the costs charged. Budget properties do not provide toiletries and some do not provide basic, basic cleaning materials either in order to keep the daily charge as low as possible for guests. I think that's perfectly acceptable. If you're in a, in a, yeah. a, a budget place, you don't expect shampoo and, and all the rest. Yeah. Um, if we'd been made aware of the issues during this stay, this would have given us an opportunity to resolve the issues once a guest is checked out. It's obviously more difficult. Absolutely fair comment. As I explained, if, if, if I wasn't going to... In the mood for a fight on holiday, but that's only, a fair comment. If you're in the property, oh, completely. raise the issue possible. while you're in the property. Preferably yeah. the first day you've, you know, the day you arrive. Uh, as I said, it was only my mother's... The, the, the comment of, but 
Of course, this is self-catering. <laughs> Basically, we're lucky to get the one toilet roll. Um, she said, if if you, we had been aware, we would have asked the host to immediately provide the towels and more toilet paper, and she should have and should she have been unwilling or unable, we would have reimbursed you for the cost of the towels and the toilet paper purchased. I've said, obviously, I'm not asking for that. It's not about that. I, you know, we're using the towels. It was just, you know, you don't expect to arrive at a place and find no bath towels. Um, thank you for giving us this opportunity to respond. We're a family-owned business and take great pride in the service we deliver. We work exceptionally hard. So as I said, uh, I think it's a fair, very fair comment on their part that if you, if you are going to complain, raise it while you're there so that there's an opportunity yeah. for them to rectify it while you're there. Um, and as you said, Wendy, I mean, it, it sounds like this is kind of a, it's just a not particularly generous mentality on the part of the host. You know, you understand they're trying to manage their costs. Of course. Um, and if it's a budget property, expectations of what should be if there it, and shouldn't might differ. But if differ. it's coming down to cutting in a small bar of soap in half for two people's five nights stay, that's I a bit mean, rough. that's a yeah. little bit extreme. That's a bit rough. And the bath towel issue to particularly say, given that why? it was advertised as yes. providing them, that's not acceptable. And you, yeah. now you've got to expect your guests to beg for bath towels or buy their own. It's just, it's just, yeah. So interesting, somebody listening who is a, a, a host themselves saying we have okay. a holiday house that's let out regularly. We don't provide bath or beach towels since COVID. I am definitely going to try and reinstate this, listening to this. We've also always supplied one loo roll per toilet and no soap because I'm not mad about leaving bars of soap for continuous guests. I don't think it's hygienic, but thank you for highlighting this. We will have a discussion with our agent. Well, that's a great response. It is a great response. And, uh, you know, let, let's have this conversation and about what is a reasonable expectation. Yeah, the hygiene issue, I absolutely no. don't want to be sharing somebody else's bar of soap from one guest to the next to the no. next. No, so you just allocate one. How much does a bar of co- soap cost? Let's, or you let's find a supplier of so many people in this industry of the little baby bars. I mean, exactly. Yeah. But as for COVID and the towels, that was never even in the heart of COVID scientifically or medically warranted. You <laughs> presumably wash the towels and there's no ways. COVID is, a, is spread through breathing Particle, um, yeah, it's not going to survive it's a, a, not, a good hot wash in a washing machine. Yeah, through towels, even if they weren't washed. But so that is, let's get that off the table. This is never now and never was an issue to do with COVID, not providing towels. Well, I'd, l- I'd love to hear what listeners think about this and what you think is a reasonable minimum that should be provided even in a budget property. For example, Wendy, I've often had the op- uh, the experience of arriving and finding there's a small, somebody's decanted a little bit of sunlight liquid and left some for That's you. Lovely. Enough to get you through your first wash or two. Totally agree. Absolutely fine with that on the expectation you're going to go to the shop and, and you know supply what? your house It afterwards. shows empathy. It yeah. shows, I know what it's like to be a guest. I know what your, your needs are. And I want you to know, preempt them and be make you feel welcome. In make my you home. feel welcome. Yeah. It's that it's that generosity of spirit as well as the small little things. It doesn't have to cost a lot. You can save little bottles from all sorts of things and just make it available. These are not high end costs. These are little touches. These are little comforts that show your guests that you value them and that you're generous of spirit. Value their business. I'd be yeah. lo- I'd love to hear listeners' views on this. You can either call us on O two one four four six O five six seven or pop a WhatsApp to 0725671567. Natalie's WhatsApp saying we're planning on Airbnb and being our flat and we would definitely allow all the proper crockery and cutlery and towels, etc. But how do we stop people from running off with it? Well, I mean, every place I've stayed in has had an inventory of yep. what is in place. And uh, if 
the owner or managing agent is doing their job properly. They're checking that inventory and identifying if something's exactly. been stolen and it's, charging it's the It's about management, it. yes. Yeah, you pay a deposit for that very reason, uh, that mean, if things are broken or stolen, it's taken from that deposit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you have to be on top of that. I mean, we stayed in a in a place in... Uh, First of August last year in Colesburg, or Colesburg as we mm. called it, was minus two. <laughs> I can and it, three yes. bedrooms, we were, anyway, and only one of the beds had an electric blanket and there was no other heating. It was a, a heater in the lounge, but not in the bedrooms. Minus two, may I remind you? Yeah. And they said, oh, sorry, the previous guests stole the electric oh, blankets. No, and no, they were on. new at it, and I, I, I felt for them, but... You, <laughs> And I suppose, you know, that's less alert. You have to check for the electric blanket. So they, they had, I don't know how, lo- how long before they had checked out, but it was made for a very, very uncomfortable wow. night the for us. Wow, the boggles. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, a couple more co- co- comments here. Lynn saying, when we started our self-catering, Neisner Tourism came around and was so helpful, giving us fabulous advice. And go. I can tell okay. you, when guests walked through the front door and looked out at our beautiful lagoon, they just responded with, wow, it's just like your photo. It was so rewarding for us. We aren't in the business any longer but we believed you should have what you advertise and we're very proud of being super hosts. Lynn, I mean, that's exactly the kind of host you hope you're going to get. Uh, exactly. Uh, and well done on, on offering that. Such yeah. pride and such uh, so invested in, in making their guests st- stay welcome. memorable. And yeah. also, I mean, it's good for business because you're going to get repeats. And good reviews afterwards. And good reviews. Yeah, and yeah. so much now, as you've always said, check the reviews, don't just book blind, go and have a look. Exactly. Um, and it's well done to Naisner for offer, uh, Tourism for offering that service of helping you look around and and give advice. I think that's really, really encouraging. Um, Somebody else saying, my problem with self-catering accommodation is they don't always give you a full list of their version of a fully equipped kitchen. Do I need to bring a teapot, for example? Um, Yeah, I mean, again... I think ask the question beforehand. If it's important to you, ask. And and so one of my takeouts from this, and I should say that... The, the New Year party grew and grew and I had my, <laughs> both of my adult children and one of their friends booked into lastminute.com yep. self-catering place also in the village and it was great they had you know a whole pack of toilet rolls they had all the rest plenty of soap but yeah. but no fridge and when we looked through the listing oh I didn't I just assumed that there would be a fridge and they said sorry we were just setting it up we we're going to get that soon oh my goodness so they had that's a, mark, a huge and one and so it created and she very kindly they lived in the adjoining house and and she put some of their stuff in the in, in the her own fridge. fridge my son's vegan and had a whole lot of his own stuff and it, it really wasn't otherwise it was fantastic but I, I, my, my take out is don't assume anything when you look look through those lists I don't know that even I before this incident would have looked specifically for bath towels not thinking that they wouldn't be or a fridge or a fridge I we certainly just, wouldn't have thought and we went yeah. through the list and it had microwave kettle toaster and she was so generous with it there were different kinds of rusks and many kinds of tea and you could see the care mm. but they I suppose yeah, the fridge they were still saving up for or something and it just wasn't there and we didn't notice so it's not like it was as in the bath towels case it's not like it was misrepresentation we just assumed it was there and my my take out is assume don't assume Cape Talk Consumer Talk WhatsApp on 072 567 1567 
Right, before we move on to the vacuum cleaners, quite a lot of response coming in, Wendy, on the subject of the, oh, the, the accommodation and what's reasonable to expect and what's not reasonable to expect, for example. So here are a couple of listener comments. Firstly, several people responding on the soap issue saying you don't have to buy endless bars of small soap. There's a thing called liquid soap out there. Oh, and as Irwin says, all you need are pump bottles and get a big bulk batch of the cheap and more hygienic option of liquid soap. He's not the pink stuff. And the problem is solved, okay. <laughs> um, uh, another person saying, we once arrived at a rented flat for the weekend in Hartenbos and there was no electricity in the meter. <laughs> there were instructions to go and buy it at the local corner shop and it was already getting dark. Maria Fair. says, we run an Airbnb which is self-catering and fully equipped. We offer no shower gels, etc., but we do supply ample cleaning material, coffee, tea and milk for arrival, towels, etc., in the bathroom, toilet paper, costs nothing we leave ample but funny how guests take what was yeah. left over home with them that's unfortunate that is a pity. but it doesn't yeah. ex- okay. that doesn't justify leaving just one roll yeah yeah because you're, you're definitely two people over five days of maybe it's that's not they're enough. going to need more it's not enough roll. let's just leave it at that way it's leave not it enough there. okay deirdre is saying i host two two-bedroom cottage and my cottages and my motto is to treat my guests the way i would like to be treated Perfect. so i provide bath towels pool towels bath mats sunlight liquid coffee tea, milk, a bottle of wine, no less, biscuits, wow. cheese, and you body see, washers, plus a kitchen that is fully equipped. You arrive and you think, wow, this they've gone the extra. And you just have the warm fuzzies. Why wouldn't exactly. you want to? You want your guests to have that. And, and you leave and leave them a great five-star review on whatever of platform course. you booked on. Everyone feels and nice. Yeah, so you well done. You will get those Deirdre. guests to expect too much. Mike was <laughs> talking about it in the yeah. break, expecting a five-star hotel from a self-catering cottage. But we're not talking about those unreasonable people here. We are talking about a reasonable expectation of a few creature comforts. Um, and also, I would say, if you're not, you're doing all those lovely things, but no, shower gel I would just say on your listing just say please note bring your own toiletries bring your own something like that bring your own soaps or whatever so that people know yeah I don't sorry is it just me excuse the pun I don't that doesn't gel for me with um, (laughs) all the extra mile on the other thing and then no shower gel because there would be an expectation maybe they've of some kind of soap. Well, I, I would just say be consistent. If you, you if you're offering basic toiletries, to my mind, that would include and the sunlight yeah, soap, the sunlight um, soap, but no shower gel doesn't seem incompatible to mm. me. Anyway, anyway, things. okay. Um, let's see what else. Uh, okay, so somebody said, yeah, that the 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 better the the more extensive the listing details, the better, so that you can really know exactly. what you're walking in. And you know, you do get to. We've just got into the habit, for example, Wendy, if we travel and we're using an Airbnb or self catering, we always take a kitchen knife, a big one. Oh, absolutely. And my husband always brings his preferred whiskey glass because he hates getting there and finding there's a tiny little glass or it's too big or too small. For Those me, are two things that are essential for us but not necessarily for bowl. every host because so they're always yeah. soup bowls or little sauces or something or if you're very specific about something that to you is essential take that's it not of really going to be essential to everybody don't expect it yeah just then take just it a lot get in the habit of knife, there's little there's little victorinox victorinox knives yeah knives, absolute essential traveling well i mean again it's interesting how some people regard a fully equipped kitchen versus others if you are a big foodie and you're used to you want a, a microplane and be, a sieve and a grater you're not going and, to be you know, satisfied you might not always find them how about this one we arrive 
drive to an Airbnb where we'd hired the whole house to find that the host had cordoned off a portion of the house with a sheet of roof metal. He lived in the room and bathroom in that cordoned off area and continued to use the kitchen. We left before even staying the night and it was a nightmare getting a refund from Airbnb. Now, Wendy, on that note, you did want some general advice to share. As you said, checking, don't assume anything, check the list of facilities very carefully. Anything you want to say about the various platforms as well? I'd also say look around on their website for what kind of backup they give you as as um, as a, a guest. So, for example, I've spoken about this um, on the back of the story we did this time last year of Liesl van der Veesteisen's disastrous Port Alfred yes. house. That was through Airbnb, yeah. um, and and the big learning out of that one was something she didn't do, and that was complain about the massive list of of problems within 24 hours of checking in because the hosts were sort of saying, okay, we will do this, we will do that, um, which proved to be ineffective. But um, Airbnb holds on to the guests' money until 24 hours after check-in as as a means of being able to offer their 24-hour guarantee. Okay. So um, if, in which case they will refund or relocate or whatever it is that you would like, if obviously their own investigation reveals that, yes, things are truly dire. Um, so complain within the first 24 hours. Um, sleeping out, um, a lo- local very large accommodation platform, has a deposit guarantee which goes like this. When you book with Sleeping Art, we underwrite your deposit up to the value of 10,000 Rand with large amounts by negotiation. So your deposit is always secure. If the establishment is unable to accommodate you for any reason, they're not interestingly not talking about the accommodation being awful, we will refund your deposit or give you alternative accommodation. So at least there's some bargaining power there. I didn't go through all of them, but I would certainly say if you find nothing like that on the site, nothing about, you know, that states... What are their policies for dealing with a complaint? Yes, or to the extent to which they do or don't um, back you up if you have a real problem. Um, You know, ask questions. I, I, I would feel far more comfortable... Um, Booking elsewhere with somebody who did offer that, yeah, just to a know platform. that there is a mechanism in place. Otherwise, let, bear in mind, you mean you can you can uh, get the name, and um, a lot of these hosts prefer you to just go directly to them anyway. I mean, <laughs> the platform because always discourage you from doing that. Uh, of, of course, course they but do, but yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Um, sorry, platforms, but it's <laughs> consumer choice. Yeah, um, on that one. So, so, so if you're if you're paying the slightly higher. Um, Rate rate because they the are taking their cut and for the hosting and you know getting the names out there and, and I would suggest that it would it would be better for you better choice to go with one that's going to give you some backup of some kind in the event that things aren't what they exactly. appear to be okay yeah, if you'd like to continue commenting, please do send a voice note to 0725671567. Interesting how many hosts we've heard from today. I'd also love to hear from visitors about your thoughts on whether it is reasonable to leave half a bar of soap <laughs> and one roll of toilet paper for two, for two people for five days. Uh, do you think it's uh, reasonable to suggest that you should top up your own after arrival or is that an absolute bare minimum item that should be provided even in the most budget of accommodation? We'll take some of those uh, comments after we've had our conversation about robotic vacuum cleaners and we'll also take your open line calls on 021-446-0567. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now on 021-446-0567.
Now, the next thing we wanted to talk about, Wendy, was robotic vacuum cleaners. And that's because we had an email a, a little while ago from our listener. I'm not sure if it's Karen or Karen McIntyre, who manages the community centre in Notuk. And she wrote in asking for advice on a very specific request. She's looking for a robotic vacuum cleaner that can mop as well as as vacuum. Uh, she told us that the community centre hall is 100 square metres and the flooring is laminate. Uh, she says, I wonder if Wendy would be able to advise me which manufacturers are worth looking at in terms of the fact that I would need to leave it to do its own thing in the evenings when the hall isn't in use. Uh, it not, must not use too much water so that the floor doesn't lift. It mustn't be too expensive on batteries, etc. I have absolutely no idea what the pitfalls are for this type of product. I get the feeling it the size of the water tank that is going to be the biggest unknown. I borrowed somebody's with a 270 mil holding capacity and it only did half the haul. So I'm thinking that 600 mils would have to be the minimum. Her idea is that she'd like to set it up and leave it running through the night in the evenings and then have it all ready to collect and be ready for the early morning uh, keep fit and yoga classes that need to use the hall, etc. And as she says, I don't feel like getting up at two o'clock in the morning to refill the water container. No, well, we couldn't blame her. Yeah. So my first thought on getting that email, paper was uh, Phil Eddy Magazine's long-running test house feature. So that team puts mainly household appliances and other gizmos to real life tests and yes. then it names its best buy in the category I think it's a brilliant feature um, and it turns out that they did test robotic vacuum cleaners for their March 2022 issue okay um, recent. yeah I actually did reach out to them to say with well, a person who compiled it to say would you like to join us on air um, talk to us a little bit about your methodology and mm. how you you know inter- interesting yeah and I reached out to the generic email address but I haven't had any replies I think it's just a bad time of year I think a lot of people still but, away. yeah um, all credit to to test house uh, for doing this their best buy and I don't know how to pronounce this L E G E E Seven robot vacuum cleaner and mop four in one from manufacturer Hobot. Um, that was their best buy. It got five stars and it's currently selling um, on the Yuppie Chef platform or in Yuppie Chef uh, for 9,500 Rand. So quite Ooh, a big okay. investment. Um, I think it could be sourced for less, but it might be on some. Um, unreliable platform that advertises these things. So I, I would probably, yeah. yeah. Um, so as I told Karen, its water tank capacity is 340 mils, but its maximum cleaning area per charge is claimed to be 240 square meters, which is more than twice the area of the hall she needs it for. Um, so perhaps it's it's the about way the, the way. Yes, dispensed. And yeah. I checked it is suitable for laminate floors. Okay. Um, so the test house uh, team didn't actually compare. Paired. I didn't mention size of the water canister as, at all. So I think it's safe to say, going on these manufacturer specs, that it would work, plus the five-star review. Yeah. So I thought I'd just quickly go through what what they found. They said... Um, yeah, say five stars that it, it vacuumed up everything from dog hair to polystyrene balls. I just love. I'm just picturing this test. Yes. <laughs> a very good test. Those two things. Um, it would. It does so on any floor type. It's easily moved from bare floor to carpets and rugs of various thicknesses. Funnily enough, I asked Toby Shapshak um, yeah. from Stuff if, yes. and he said no, I haven't. But he says from what I, from what I gather, you know, they find if it's just a big big room with hardly any furniture and and bare floors, it's the other stuff that's a problem. But clearly this one, and he, he hasn't tested this one, okay. but this one, so that's a very good test because I've often thought I'm not even going to look at it. I've got um, laminate couches floors the and then I've got yeah. couches and I've got 
carpets of various thicknesses, but apparently this one, and it was, seems to be the only one that really just took it all in its stride. Um, handled corners well, which is another tricky area, mm. and was brilliant at navigating small areas. It can be synced with Google Assistant and Amazon Alexa. Oh, no worries. To allow for voice control. I mean, the, it's like those futuristic Alexa, movies. My yes, exactly. You can stop now, Alexa. Um, and you can get, and this is important, I think, if you're in the market for one of these things or you're thinking of it on, on your wish, wish list, a battery life. It gets, it can do its thing for six hours from a single charge. And I think that's quite a big differentiator, especially if you've got a largish place. Okay, so that one sounds like a winner, albeit a slightly pricey one, the Legi or Legi. Before we look at any other waddles, Wendy, one of our listeners, actually, the minute I said the words robotic vacuum cleaner, they sent me a message at the start of the show to say, I have the Xiaomi Mi Essential Robot Vacuum, which I bought off take a lot. Listen to this. We call her Dusty. (laughs) The most amazing and useful device in my home. Sweeps and mops, gives no trouble at all totally worth it just note that the various brushes do need to be replaced periodically but luckily those are available on take lot as well what was the model read it again the xiaomi mi essential robot vacuum okay so i don't know if it's the same one it might be an upgraded model than the test house team at fair lady um tested because they did i believe it's it's something like xiaomi how you say that i I remember making a note xiaomi okay xiaomi they tested the mi or mi robot vacuum mop it's a, Sounds like something a year similar, ago. Yeah. It was just over six thousand rand uh, on take a lot or last March rather. They gave it three stars. Good at cleaning. Battled to move from bare floor to a high pi- high pile carpet. Got stuck in places but corrected. The manual is short on detail. Battery lasts three hours at set cleaning speed but drains fast in more powerful modes. So they're obviously comparing it to their five stars. And maybe okay. it was nice to hear she's happy with it and that's a, a more affordable price. But I think it's a case of what you get. You get what you paid for. The also getting well four stars. From Test House was the Taurus Homeland Laser, 9,000 Rand from Creative Housewares, so um, probably a bit more now. Um, Four stars, as I said, a premium appliance with outstanding speed and suction power, suitable for large homes. Also getting four stars at the time was the Alphabot Max from Bennett Reed, which is just 4,700 Rand from Macro at the time, an affordable appliance with an array of smart features. Battery life, though, just two hours okay. less when using the mop function with the vacuum. So not not a lot. And finally, the Bennett Reed Alpha Bot, so the lower spec Bennett Reed, three stars only, and the same as the Xiaomi. Great starter robot for someone who is not into high-tech gadgets. Well, I suspect someone who wasn't wouldn't be looking at one of these. <laughs> Budget-friendly option for a home, which is easy to clean. Again, easy to clean. You probably wouldn't need it. Only vacuumed a small amount of debris at a time. Struggled with pet air and polystyrene balls. Couldn't get from bare floor to thick carpet. Battled to navigate corners. But in the on the plus side, it's got an ext- wonderfully quiet motor. Battery lasted 90 minutes on continuous use. So that was the budget model at 2,700 Rand. And Wendy, looking at those reviews, it it looks like you get what you pay for uh, in terms of the battery life, in terms of the power of the device and its ability to navigate. Yeah, so I would say if you're looking to buy one of these, um, compare uh, battery life, uh, moving from bare floor to carpets, which would be, uh, and rugs, which would be the situation in many homes. Pet hair, if you have pets, would be a big one. You, You really do want it to do that and um, user friendliness because the test team spoke about you know even with some of the better ones you know difficulty in downloading the app 
and um, you know not not user friendly instructions and all that kind of thing. So there's a yeah. lot to consider, but uh, I think these are you know these things are going to be evolving at a at a rate. Heck there could be some yeah. on the market that that um, weren't in this test. Um, but certainly, I would say I would go with that Best Buy if I was in the market. I'd rather pay more and have the job done it well because everything. the kind of thing yeah. you know we can all do ourselves. Um, it's not a huge, um, uh, you know. Well, uh, if it's a hundred square meter hall, it's, it's that, a big that's one. different. Yeah. So, I, I so certainly don't blame no. Karen for that. She said she wanted to. Um, I was hoping to get, as I say, the test house people um, on air to join us and fill in the gaps with. Um, how the testing went but certainly based on the information that I've been privy to um, I would pay the higher pay price the and get, get the, the one that features. did all yeah. the yeah Okay, so Karen, good luck with that. A couple of people commenting on the WhatsApp line who have experience. So firstly, Lucian saying in terms of water capacity, some vacuums have an optional water tank at the docking station so that the vacuum can refill itself. Oh, my word. Have Which you one ever? is that? Uh, he I'd doesn't say what brand it is. Lucian, maybe send us a, a follow-up message, please, and tell us what brand that was. This one also empties its own dust box. I mean, this is the all-in-one <laughs> we need dream to know. model. And the price. Somebody else recommending an iRobot Roomba S9 plus saying it's pricey but perfect again don't know what pricey means to you uh, and what that price point is if you want to send us a follow-up that would be great so uh, just a couple of options for you to consider if you are thinking about a robotic vacuum cleaner to take some of the uh, the leaning and bending out of that part of the housekeeping for you uh, and thanks for, for doing the research there Karen good luck um, for the haul and I hope you found one that that is going to suit and be absolutely it up to seems spec. like um, yeah. you know I mean it's a it's a haul it's an empty haul it seems there's no carpet or thing to know, it navigate. Be fairly easy. Battery life, yeah. I think, would be the thing and, and yeah, just making sure it can go the distance. And yeah, do it all in one batch overnight. Yeah. As you said, the last yeah. thing you want is the, the ballet class at 6am arriving to find Squashed half into the hall. Squashed into half the hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a couple of um, open line questions to see us through and then one okay. or two last comments on self-catering we'll come back to right at the end. Uh, somebody says they bought a kettle last month and took it back because it had a problem only to be told you could only return it with the box. Is that normal practice? Wendy, I know we have discussed this before. Yes, Won't one of you my favourite questions. And yeah. so thanks for an opportunity to repeat the advice, which is, according to the legal people at the National Consumer Commission, um, uh, that you, yes, and well, and if something breaks, malfunctions within the six-month implied warranty of the Consumer Protection Act, six months um, after uh, purchase, the the that warranty does not is not conditional upon you having the box so they cannot deny you your choice of a refund replacement or repair on the basis that you don't have the box however from month seven the manufacturer's warranty um, takes over it's a voluntary warranty which means they can come up with, with whatever terms and conditions they see fit and most of them um, make the original packaging a stipulation my view is that um, that's deliberately to mm. um, avoid liability for a lot of um, issues so in that specific case they owe you you still have the right if, as long as they can't prove user abuse of some kind you have a, a right to the your choice of remedy there from month seven though um, if they ask for the packaging and you don't have it then they can they, they are within their rights because the CPA Gosh. doesn't apply so it's kind of do you do you keep the box or not um have you got I think enough covered space? If, if it to was, the box? I was going yeah. to say, well, garage <laughs> shelving. Um, yep. If it's a small thing, I would keep the box. Um, if it's a big thing, like uh, just wooden your dishwasher, 
um, all that polystyrene and everything else. It's Nobody has the space such, for it. Yeah. Who has the space for it? So it's a bit of a gamble then if um, month seven they said, well, sorry, it's malfunctioned, but wh- where's your packaging? I think I would I would fight that one on my behalf. Yeah, I think the person said, I recently bought a kettle, so hopefully you are within It sounds like yeah. it's within Yeah, so go back and, and argue it harder. And okay. let, let us know if, if you don't come right, because I'd like to tackle that retailer. Why are you laughing, Pippa? <laughs> I'm laughing because the following message has just appeared on my screen. A friend had a robotic vacuum and on its first outing, it disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) They searched high and low and eventually found it in the pool. Please remember to shut the doors or it will travel. (laughs) You can't make this up. Obviously had no problem with poolside tiles or decking. (laughs) Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, The follow-up, by the way, the pricey but perfect robot Roomba is indeed very pricey. I think by anybody's stretch of the imagination at just under 20,000 okay. rand. But no it wonder sounds like it does everything but paint your toenails for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> you yeah. know what? I haven't heard you laugh that hard on air since that guy had the steak stolen from his chicken luggage. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that? I do. The missing T-bone. Oh, dear. <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> You know, this is what I love about this job is that you never know what's going to come your way. Okay, so advice, whichever model of robotic vacuum cleaner you go for, remember to close the doors before you leave. Okay, thank you for that. You've made my day. Um, Okay, one serious and a very fitting finishing comment, I think, going back to the uh, the expectations of accommodation. The serious question is this. Somebody saying, what would be considered reasonable relating to load shedding, particularly if the B&B is, especially for those who cater for business people, considering they have to charge equipment, etc., and still have to pack in some administration before going to bed? What would you say is the bare minimum that a property like that I should I think a provide? little inverter that would power that. It's not a massive expense. Many people do this in their own homes and I think just you know for your ratings and 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 um, the effect that will have on future bookings and something that you can um, it will stand out in a listing um, that says we hear you we hear for you and we we you know, it's unfortunate that the such establishments are forced to to think to, that way, to yeah. think that way, and yeah. and and incur that extra expense. But that's the reality of where we are now. And I would say it would certainly be a good investment in terms of of the things I've just mentioned. If you're in a business area, or if you're particularly marketing yourself as business friendly, I yeah. think you you've got to consider Absolutely. that. Okay. And then I, I'm just going to finish with this comment because I think it is very very apt, and it comes from our listener Anne, who says, "I've been in the self catering business for four decades now. I've found that erring on the side of generosity and providing useful info pays off over and over with guests happily returning and referring friends. Thank you, you Anne. You said, said it, it all. Nailed it, Anne. Thank <laughs> yes. you very much for that comment. And thank you, Wendy, for a very interesting and amusing segment this afternoon. Glad to have you back on the show this year. Thank and all the best you. to you for 2023. Ta-ta.